morning. This is Pastor Houston, Reginald J. Houston, the founder of In the Bag Ministry and proud pastor of Johnson Chapel African Methodist Episcopal Church, Lovely Lake Como area. Uh, also a proud member of the Lake Como Interdenominational Ministerial Alliance, President R.E.C. King. Reverend E.C. King is our president, and so we greet you this morning, Easter morning. Lord have mercy. This Easter morning, and Jesus is joy. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Gracious God in heaven and our homes and hearts, we pray this morning to you like you are right here with us, and you are. We do not believe that any distance between those we love and our lives should call for a sensation of prayer or praise. We speak this morning, Lord, out of the stricken hearts of our humanity. We pray thee to stretch your scarred hands of thy sacrifice over all the darkness and the, and the terrible times and to give us this blessing in the name of our Lord Jesus. For your word says, surely you borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. We add to our prayers, O God, thanksgiving of our hearts that we have found such a pathway as this to the everlasting burden bearer. We thank you that the lamb that was slain from the foundation of the world is the testimony to the fact that thou hast put thine own strength upon our burden. Under our burden, we rejoice in the tenderness for which you have carried this burden in the person of our Savior. We pray that you would make us grateful men, women, listeners this morning, that above everything else, thou art carrying our pain, make our lives sacred this morning by the help and influence of him who died, that we may have life and life more abundantly, even Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us again. This is a great day. There's wars, rumors of wars all around us. But we have a peace that passes understanding, all understanding, if we trust in him. I truly believe that this is our season for reaping what we've sown. I believe that God is leaning to every listener out there. God is leaning in our direction. And all we have to do is try to try our best to live holy and continue to pray that God will open doors for us. All over this land, people are, are singing uh, the hymn of the church, They crucified my Savior and nailed him to the cross. They crucified my Savior and nailed him to the cross. And the Lord will bear my spirit home. He rose. He rose. He rose from the dead. He rose. He rose. He rose from the dead. And the Lord shall bear my spirit home. Truly we thank God for the listening and faithful members of this ministry. We thank God for you. You've been a blessing to us and we pray God will continue to strengthen us Pray for Johnson Chapel. Uh, we may be able to enter into our building soon. 
We thank God for our sanctuary. We thank God for the prayers of the righteous. If you have your Bible, turn, if you will, to the gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 24. The gospel according to St. Luke, chapter 24, verses 45 through 53. And this is what is recorded in the King James versions. Then open he their understanding that they might understand the scriptures and said unto them, as Jesus talking, thus it is written, and thus it behooved Christ to suffer and to rise from the dead the third day, and that repentance and the remission of sins should be preached in his name among all nations beginning at Jerusalem. And ye are witnesses of these things. And behold, I send the promise of my Father up upon you. But tarry ye in the city of Jerusalem until you be in, endued with the power from on high. And he led them out as far as to Bethany, and he lifted up his hands and blessed them. And it came to pass, while, while he blessed them, he was parted from them, carried up into heaven, and they worshipped him and returned to Jerusalem with great joy and were continually in the temple. Watch this. Praising and blessing God. Amen. And it is so. For the time that is allotted unto us this Easter morning, I want to talk about the key to pick three. The key to pick three. Pray with me while we walk a piece of the way home together. The scene of our text is vividly portrayed in an upper room setting. My brothers and my sisters, the disciples are hiding behind closed doors for fear of the Jews. The disciples, the disciples, they act as though there is a warrant for their arrest. They act as though they are guilty and the law is about to find them. They act as though there's a bounty hunter who has figured out where they are. The disciples, the disciples, they act as though the posse and the sheriff have them surrounded and there's an urgent word has been proclaimed. If you value your life, come out. With your hands up. For saints of God, it doesn't take rocket science and calculus to comprehend that if they did what they did to Jesus, Baba calls a green tree and the king of kings, surely wouldn't, it won't take them long to seek, search, and destroy everybody and everything that was tainted and tempted by Jesus' theology. Stay with me here. If they lied on Jesus, an innocent man who went about doing good, nothing but good, surely it won't take long for the liars to lean their way and start whispering their rumors and spinning their tall tales. Yes, the 11 disciples and the two men on the Emmaus Road and others are hiding behind closed doors. This is verse 35. And nobody's talking about, they're not talking about 
Oh, he has not given us the spirit of fear, but of power, love, and a sound mind. No, they're not talking about that now. They, they're not quoting that scripture. No, nobody is talking about, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff. They do comfort me. No, they're worried that the rod and staff will hit them side their heads. Their mind is on saving their behind and staying behind closed doors. They think that they're afraid now. They think that they are affrighted now. But our text relates that they don't know what fear is because all of a sudden, Jesus shows up and enters into the locked room where they were. And he comes in without a key. But say what you will or may, a closed and locked door cannot stop the one that says, I am the door. No man, no woman can come to the Father except by me. The disciples think they were hiding in fear of the Jews before, but now the record reveals that when Jesus shows up in a glorified body, they, they move from afraid to terrified. The Bible says in verse 37, they think he's a spirit, that he's not real. It is here that we get an understanding of God's peace that passes all understanding. For it is here, right here, that Jesus addresses the church and each of us this morning. For he asked them two questions. Why are you troubled? Why do thoughts of doubt arise in your hearts? It sounds like he's talking to us this morning. But later Paul would say to the church at Corinth, we are troubled on every side, yet not distressed. We are perplexed, but not in despair. Persecuted, but not forsaken. Cast down, but not destroyed. I'm not making it up. It's 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8 through 10. Like us, the disciples fail to realize that we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. So Jesus says to them and to us, Behold my hands and my feet. Take confidence in the evidence that it is I. Handle me. Look at the print of the nails and realize that, flesh, that, that a spirit does not have flesh and bones as you see I have. Verse 39. And the Bible says that he opened their understanding of the scriptures. He opened their understanding of the scriptures. Now listen, they had been with him for three years. But still they had doubts and unbelief in their spirit. So he had to open the understanding of the scriptures to them. They are walking with the word, with the word every day. They are with the word, the word of God. Everything that came out of his mouth was yea and amen. But he had to open their understanding of the scriptures. For on the cross, Jesus has said, it is finished. And it was so. For sin's death had been paid in full. By the blood of the Lamb, redemption was complete. Sin had left a crimson stain. But Jesus washed it white as snow. The atonement of sin was finished, but seeking to save the lost and finding, fishing, and focusing 
on the depressed, diseased, and destitute downtrodden was the unfinished business of the church. For our mission is to witness and preach that repentance and remission of sins in the name of Jesus is available available to all who believe on his name. And that's why the, the, the word went out at the tomb to the women. Go and tell. That word is for us today. And I submit to you, my brothers and sisters, that the same problem of doubt and unbelief that the disciples had, Lord have mercy, we have. For all of us need Jesus to open our understanding of the scriptures concerning him. Am I right about it? Some of us have been in and around the church all of our lives, but we still struggle with our understanding of scripture. We know a lot about Jesus saying, I am. But like the disciples, we exhibit selective hearing when Jesus says, I will. Can I, can I unpack this right quick? I am tell who he is and speaks to his personality, his personality, his person, and his sovereignty. Whereas when Jesus says, I will, he speaks of the believer's pension plan, and the power of his promises. Some of us in the spiritual realm are sitting and waiting for a bailout in order to be blessed. We, we are quick to show people where life has bruised us and hurt us and scarred us. We are busy counting bruises when we should be counting blessings. Don't miss that. Don't miss that. I am tells who he is, speaks to his personality and his person. Where, whereas when Jesus says, I will, he speaks of the believer's pension plan and the power of his promises. Now, don't get me wrong and pass on misinformation. It is imperative and absolutely critical that you know who Jesus is and also know that he is a rewarder to them who diligently seek him. But it is also absolutely imperative and critical that you know what the Lord wants to do to and through you. Don't miss that. Come on, walk a piece of the way home. There are seven statements known as the great I am sayings of Jesus. Most are scattered throughout John's gospel or summed up in the book of Revelations with the I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. So come right quick, just, just for a few moments. Come and fasten your seatbelts. Take a ride for a revival to continue. Jesus says, I am the bread of life. I'm not making it up, John chapter 6. Jesus says, I am the light of the world. John chapter 8. Jesus says, I am the door. John chapter 10. Jesus says, I am the good shepherd. John chapter 10, verse 11. Jesus says, I am the resurrection and the life. Though you be dead, yet shall you live, and whosoever liveth and believeth in me shall never die. John chapter 11, verse 25. Jesus says, I am the way, the truth, and the life. John chapter 14. Jesus says, I am the true vine. John chapter 15. Most of us know the great I am and that they speak to his person and personality. But we don't know anything about the believer's pension plan that speaks to the power of his promises.
For it is truly, absolutely imperative and critical that our understanding is opened to the scriptures. For if you don't know God's plan and purpose for your life, how can you even begin to walk by faith or in the newness of life or walk worthy of your vocation? Most of us know who he is. Hello, somebody. That's why we're quick to say, oh, he's bread in a starving land. He's water when you're thirsty. He's a stone hewed out of a mountain. We know who he is, but we wrestle with believing what the Lord is willing to do to and through those who believe. And that, my friends, is the key to the pick three. For with the same understanding of who he is, we need to be aware of what the Lord is willing to do on your behalf. He is your advocate. He's your perpetuator. He's your redeemer. Jesus says, the one that comes to me, I will in no wise cast out. John chapter 6. Jesus said, upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail against my church. Matthew chapter 16. When Jesus was about to leave, about to leave the disciples and go to the cross, he told them that he was going to die. With great compassion, he looked through their sorrow and said, I will not leave you comfortless. I will send my spirit to you. John chapter 16. Jesus said, and, and, and I, if I be lifted up from the earth, I will draw all men unto me. John chapter 12. Jesus says, in my father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you, I go to prepare a place for you. And if, it's not whether or not he's going to do it, but if, which means I'm going to do this and then prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself. Yes, there is a promised land pension plan. For in the story of the talents, Jesus said to the faithful, Well done, thou good and faithful servant. Thou hast been faithful over few things. I will make you ruler over many. However, though I will that the, Jesus, that the disciples really needed to hear as Jesus was ascending into heaven was, Lo, I will be with you always, even to the ends of the earth. Matthew chapter 28, verse 20. There's an old school song that resonates a blast from the past. It says something like this. Never can say goodbye. No, no, I never can say goodbye. Even though the pain and the heartache seems to follow me wherever I go, though I try to hide my feelings, they always seem to show. Then you try to say you're leaving me and I always have to say no. Tell me why is it so? I never can say goodbye. Now don't act like you don't, that you don't know Michael. I'm not talking about Michael the archangel here. I'm talking about MJ of the Jackson 5. Jesus is telling the disciples it's finished, but it's not over yet. He never will say goodbye. The church has unfinished business. And here's the key that unlocks the door. For even though Jesus said it is finished while hanging from a blood-soaked cross, the bringing of the sheaves and the handling of the harvest 
wasn't over yet. For as he left the earth and ascended into heaven, he left behind a key that would unlock the pick three. Jesus left three things that marinates and radiates in our text. He left an unfinished task, one. He left an unequivocal evidence. He left an unmistakable plan. He left an unfinished task for the missionary field of our community cries out, unfinished. Our sons and daughters handcuffed by drugs and bad habits cry out, unfinished. Raggedy motels where prostitution is the art of the day and the disease of the night cry out, unfinished. Senior citizens, hello somebody, trying to survive on meager fare, unable to afford necessary medicine or live a healthy life cry out unfinished but not only that the word provides unequivocal evidence for the word for the word reveals that he the bible says he showed himself alive alive after his passion by many infallible proofs being seen of them for 40 days acts chapter 1 verse 3 we can take confidence in the evidence that is un undergirded by an, uh, infallible proof. Infallible proofs. And it just didn't start in the New Testament. Noah would say that the ark was waterproof. The children that came out of the wilderness wore clothes that did not wear out, grew as they grew, as shoes that did not run over. Their clothes was, their clothes were Mouth proof. Hebrew boys walked out, walked around in a fiery furnace. Their testimony was fire proof. Jesus told about a house built on solid foundation. It was storm proof. Samson got a haircut in the wrong barber shop. It cost him his eyes, but he prayed, and that prayer was foolproof. We have unequivocal evidence that is supported by infallible proofs that God will take care of us. But not only that Jesus left us Jesus left us an unmistakable plan that makes it possible for for to for us to use the key that unlocks the pick three. He says, ye shall receive power after the Holy Ghost has come upon you and you shall be witness. Witnesses to the uttermost parts of the earth. A witness is sworn to tell the truth to what he or she saw, heard, or experienced. And that's why at the tomb, when Jesus said to, to Mary and Mary Magdalene and the other Mary and Salome, go tell. Because they had seen that the stone had been rolled away. They had seen the angel on the right side. Go tell. They had heard the angel said, he is not here. He is risen. Come look where he was laid. We witness 
to that which has already happened to us. You got to go through something and come out believing that if it had not been for the Lord on your side, saints of God, somebody ought to tell me where would I be? Where would I be? I don't, I don't like tribulations. I don't like going through stuff. But I know that in this season, it's going to take a test to give me a testimony. We need to tell somebody that Jesus went to Calvary not because he had done wrong, not because he had committed any sin. No, he stepped in our shoes and provided a solution to our problem and redeemed us by his own death so that we can be put back in, in divine relationship with the Father. Somebody ought to say thank you. We need to tell somebody that Jesus suffered not because of what he was, but rather because of what we were. It's, it was our fault that he had to die. We need to be careful singing that song I sang that we, I talked about earlier. They crucified my Savior. No, my sins was the cause. Your sins was the cause. It was our fault that he had to die. He chose to suffer in our place. I like to say he suffered in my place. He was wounded for my transgression. He was bruised for my iniquities. Come on, fasten your seatbelt of your faith and make it personal. He was pierced for my guilt. He was tortured for my shortcomings. He was beaten all night long for my wrongdoing. He took my place on Calvary. He took my place on Calvary. My record gets scratched. He took my place on Calvary. He had never been a liar, but he died for every lie told. He had never been a murderer, but he died for all who had been. Never been a thief, but he died for those who stole. He had never been a gambler or a cheat, but he died for those who trust in that lottery's victory. We need to witness and tell somebody that his grace, Lord have mercy, is yet sufficient. I don't know what three you're going to pick, but as for me and my house, we will pick the Father, the Son, and the Holy Ghost. Go tell somebody that Jesus lives. Ask me how I know he lives. He lives within my heart. And in the country you say, and because he lives, I can face tomorrow because he lives. All my fears of what, of what is going to happen is gone because I know who holds my future. Life is worth the living because he lives. I don't know about you, but I don't worry about 2022. For as long as you have God's number seven, his grace and mercy is our passport to heaven. He said, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go, not whether or not I'm going, but if I go, I will come back again and receive you unto myself. He rose. He rose. He rose from the dead. The Bible said, Mary came a running and looking for her Lord. Or are you looking for him this morning? May God bless you. May God keep you as our prayer. Amen. Amen. It is so.